Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. Are you glad you're here tonight? Awesome. I love that, like, I'm forced to be, like, up in your grill tonight. Because, like, where, you know, where am I going to go? <laughs> I'm here. Did you all have a good day? Great day? Okay. Hey, every day gets better with Jesus all the time. So maybe if you didn't have a good day, tomorrow, tomorrow's a new day. His mercies are new every morning. It's a, it's a fresh day tomorrow. So hey, today, maybe today wasn't great. Tomorrow's going to be awesome. But I believe it's going to get even better tonight because you chose the right place to be. Mom and dad didn't even have to make you come tonight. You're just like, I want to go, right? Everybody's like, yeah, 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 I want to be here. <laughs> All right, so this is what we're not going to do. We're not going to have a quiet crew tonight. No quiet crew. Quiet crew, dead crew. <laughs> Loud crew, alive crew. So help me out a little bit tonight. So if the preaching is good, you can say that's for the dude sitting on the front row wearing a Huck fishing hat. If it's uh, extra good, you could say it's for the dude in the back with the brown circular glasses. Or you can say for anybody in the room wearing a beanie. <laughs> you can look and find out who that, who that is. But we're going to shout amen tonight. Amen. We're going to respond. Amen. If the preaching's good, say amen. If it's not, say amen. No, I'm just kidding. Don't know. And if it's not good, don't say anything. <laughs> amen, brother. Okay. I want to talk to you tonight. And it's a, it's a question. Who are you becoming? Who are you becoming? I'll probably say that about 15 times tonight. Here's the third. Who are you becoming? Pastor Morgan talked last week about calling. I love that topic about calling, about gifting, about what has God placed, like what's the point? What did God place you on earth for? Not just to exist, play some Xbox, maybe get married one day and then die. I know that was pretty quick, but What's the point? Why are you here? What, God, what is my gifting? Lord, what have you put me here on earth to do? Who are you becoming? Do you like who you're becoming? I, can answer, I can't answer that for you. Not everybody's kind of answering that in your head, but just think about that. And how about, is the person that you are becoming the one that God asked you to be? Are you becoming what... Your friends want you to be or what God wants you to be? Because I don't know about you, I've had some loud friends in my life and they've all told me who I was supposed to be or who they thought. I had friends and family tell me I should be in law enforcement. My dad said, son, you should be a gunsmith because I knew just a tiny bit of stuff about guns. I liked taking them apart. I was very careful guys with them when I was allowed to have one. He said, you're really great with guns. And I was like, Dad, I, I watched a couple YouTube videos on how to clean a gun. Like, that's it. I didn't really grow up with, with guns or anything like that, but I just knew a little bit. Um, I had a, a, a car mechanic tell me one time, you ever thought about being a preacher? And this is when I was like, absolutely not. I mean, I wasn't against it. I was kind of sure in my faith, but he caught me. Hey, man, brother. <laughs> right after he said a, a couple customers right before the brother, you should be a preacher. And I was like, eh, yeah, all right. And I didn't know what I thought about that at the time. I think I was 17. I'm now 34. Um, Other people told me I should be a teacher. And in a way, I do get to do that. As a business owner, I do get to teach people. So, okay, maybe they they were kind of right. I used to go to an all-African-American church where me and my nine siblings were the only white family there. And we loved it. 
They were amazing people, great friends. I saw the, the leader of the church, Mama Jenkins. I saw her downtown a while ago in downtown Madison in my hometown. But her son told me I should be a drill sergeant. Me? A drill sergeant? You have to cuss and have a really dirty mouth to be a drill sergeant. That just didn't, right off, right off the bat, I'm like, that doesn't fit me, the guy. Like, that's not me. And I couldn't do that. I would be the drill sergeant that didn't do those things, and then nobody, everybody would just laugh at me. So right. someone said, hey, you should be a drill sergeant. Can you imagine me being a drill sergeant? Okay. Sometimes I wish I was a drill sergeant. Some of y'all. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, you know, I thought what, what would have been cool to do with my life was be like a doomsday prepper okay. <laughs> or like a mercenary. <laughs> CJ pointed at me and said, yes, sir. I just, hey, you know, you watch the doomsday prepper show. You're like, dude cool like like a, a, a abandoned missile silo and in the butt crack of the earth over there somewhere and they got food for six years and water filtration systems it sounds kind of fun surviving for what though <laughs> there's really no point in it at all just a waste of time and money um mercenary would be kind of cool <laughs> you're like mc that involves killing people i'm like oh that's true but that you know that's just kind of some things i thought about when i was younger um i did always say because i play with gi joe's a whole lot growing up. Some of the OGs in here, they know they know what I'm talking about. Commander Cobra, Snake Eyes, Iceberg. I don't know. Some of you are like, what's that? Is that a lettuce? No, it's not a lettuce. <laughs> I wanted to be a G.I. Joe when I grew up. And I actually did. I became one. I'm, I, I became a soldier. And uh, I was, you know, I enjoyed that part of my life. I'm glad I'm not doing it anymore. But I'm, I am glad that I got to do it. So that's like 15 things of of who people and family and church leaders said I should become. I said, this is what, hey, this is what I see about you. Now, I'm not saying that they had wrong motives, but none of this did I ever ask God about a single one of them. Now, listen, you don't ever have to ask God if you should be a mercenary. That's just wrong. Don't do it. And God won't tell you to be a doomsday prepper because that's based on fear and he doesn't operate in that. Okay, so... <laughs> I had so many people telling me, you should do this. You know, you'd be great at this. I did not know what I was supposed to do with my life or even begin to even start figuring that out until I came to this church at age 21. And it was for a chili cook-off, y'all. With a fever, I was laying in my sick bed at IUS on, on my deathbed. And someone texted me, you coming to that chili thing tonight? I was like, yes, let's go. 103 degree fever. And I just felt like a zombie walking down the sidewalk. But I made it here, and it was because of a chilly night that I started to learn about who I was to become and who I should become. You know, it's important where you go to church. It's important that you are in the right church. Whether you guys like it or not, you're always becoming somebody. Always. Every moment, every day, every week. You're always becoming somebody. Sometimes we're become lazy. Sometimes we're becoming comfortable. Sometimes complacent. Sometimes dishonorable. And those things can just slip up on you if you're not watching out for them. But I think it'd be better if we became disciplined, passionate, hardworking, and God-honoring. But here's, here's, the, here's, the, here's the really good news about this. You control who you become. You cannot, now listen, I understand a lot of us have been through some life events that were not fair, that were really, really, really bad. And 
I'll just say for me, I won't assume this on anybody, but I've been through some things that made me think, I will now be this way because of what that person put me through or because of that word that I can still remember that they said to me, I am now this way because of them. Who are you becoming? I realized when I came to this church that I had a mouth that I could say words, not just words, but getting in my Bible and, and finding scriptures that pertain to my life on who God said I was. And I got to now control. Now listen, God has a plan for your life, but you still get to control that because you can say yes and no to it. Please say yes, choose yes. I'm not saying, oh, you have the option to choose no, so just choose no, 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 no. I'm just saying, it's you who has control over that. God's not sitting there controlling us. He gave us a free will and we get to decide. That's why this relationship with, this, with him is so awesome because it's, he didn't make any of us love him. We just, we get to choose to. So you choose and you control who you become. And, and, and if, if you are the person that says, I'm a product of my environment, I understand that. I understand why you might think that and feel that, but it's still, it's still not right. I understand not everybody comes through, comes from homes that are just absolutely amazing heaven on earth and mom and dad are just walking around worshiping God all day and praying in tongues and being so sweet and gentle and kind. Not everybody comes from a house like that. I did sometimes, but not all the time. If your excuse is for, hey, who are you becoming? Well, I'm a product of my environment. I can't help it. You can, you can, you can shape it by your words. So you're not a product of your environment, but you are a product of who you say you are. When you can actually, young people, please, please, please. I know we've been talking about getting in our Bibles lately. If you can get in your Bible and find out who God said you are, that's when your life will change. Not based off of the TikTok influencer that you follow, that are only about 10% of what they say is Bible. Most of it's just their opinion that's wrong but you are a product of what you say. If you don't like who you're becoming, change it by saying, okay, I'm gonna ask you one more time, who are you becoming? Not everybody has to shout that out either. So what kind of a man or a woman are you becoming? What kind of a young person are you becoming? You know, every day, every single one of us is being transformed into something, something new. So like, I'm not the same person that I was yesterday. I've made new decisions today I maybe thought differently than I did yesterday. So I'm now a different person. My thinking is even different. The way I speak can be, even be a little bit different. Sometimes it might take a week or a month for those things to visibly come out. But we're always being transformed into something new. Sometimes for the worst, but hopefully, hopefully for the best. Let's not let it be the first part. Let's look at this. Romans 12 too. Can you see it? Or do I need to get my massive head out of the way? Oh, I don't. See, nobody laughed. That means I don't have a massive head. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Oh, excuse me. Let's look at Romans 12, 2 out of the NLT. Some of you are like, oh, you do have a big head. Um, <laughs> it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't let all those people tell you who you are. Say, so, you know, you'd be good at this. And again, sometimes they mean well. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Who are you being transformed into? Here's, here's something that I wanna talk about. Every day counts. Every single day counts. You think, hey God, man, we've, 
we've really had a great week together. I'm going to go sin for half a day. I'll, I'll, I'll see you around three, and then we'll, we'll pick up. Because I'm on, I'm, on a, I'm on a winning streak right now with you. I'm, on, I'm unstoppable. I'm cracked right now. Like, don't mess with me, God. So I'm going to go away for a bit, and I'm going to have a sin day. Yeah. I'm going to have a lust day. I'm going to have a, I'm, I'm just going to forget about God day. And then I'll get back with you. Every day counts. Every day matters. And every day has a purpose. You know, every day is a chance for us to learn to become more like Jesus. You will not become something great. You will not change and form into this person that looks like Jesus if you aren't in your Bible. I never want to force someone to read their Bible, never. I want to encourage you to read it. If you want to know how to win in life, if you want to know how to become that person that God has called you to be, you will only find it in the Word of God. Let's scoot this back over a little bit so everybody's just like, because <laughs> I'm sitting over here. You won't find it any other way unless you get into your Bible for yourself. Amzie, I don't have that habit or discipline yet. Change it. Fix it. Not, could you please consider it? Would you maybe think about it? Just do it. Just change it. I, I didn't have, I've said this a million times and I mean it. I, I want to put some perspective in it. I don't, I didn't have what you guys in this room have at your age. I didn't have that. I didn't even start to de start to develop my relationship with God or even reading my Bible till I was about 23. You, some of you are 11 and 12 and 13 in here. You guys have the chance right now. Like you guys are gonna be so much further ahead. If you can learn to get into your Bible to say, God, who did you say that I am? And if you just read about Jesus, you'll find out who you are. But I didn't have that. It's, now it's not an excuse for me to be like, well, I should be farther ahead, but you know what? You know, it's, I'm not a product of my environment. It's up to me now. I gotta get into my Bible for myself to learn to, for the person that I am to become. You guys have such an advantage right now, young people, leaders. You guys have such an advantage right now to be able to get into your Bibles at a young age and figure out all this stuff that's come, that will be coming up in your 20s and 30s and who you're, who you're to marry and, and your calling and, and your career. You can figure this stuff out and get ahead of it. So when it comes up, you have an answer for it. Not, oh my gosh, I'm so caught off guard. Like, why'd this happen? Why'd she break up with me? She wasn't the right one, dude. If you would have learned to develop this here right now at age 12 and hear God's voice and find out who Jesus said you, who, for the person that you are to become, you'll know. It'll take some faith, but you'll just know. It'll help you out in more ways than I can ever describe. It'll help, it'll set you up for success in your future. But you can't become much like Jesus if you don't know, know much about him. This is true, you will become like him to the level that you know him. So if you know this much about Jesus, then you'll be this much like him. If you're in your Bible consistently every day, Amzie, what if I don't feel it? I don't feel it all the time, guys. I don't even feel like going to work all the time. I don't even feel like loving my kids sometimes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, be a dad one day. <laughs> my son pulled out. <laughs> he broke our silverware drawer. He just pulled it out like this. The whole door broke off and all of the silver went over the floor. And I'm just like, 
okay. It was Yuri. <laughs> Someone said, oh, Yuri. Yes, it was Yuri. Oh, I love him. <laughs> but you will become like Jesus to the level that you know him. Don't wait. Don't think. That's what, that's what the devil does. The enemy says, you got time. You're good. Hey, live a little. You're young. Live out your young years. Have fun. Stay up late. Date that guy. Send this person pictures. Play Xbox all day. Waste your time. Sleep all your weekends away. Sleep your, as soon as you go home from school, take a four-hour nap. So when you wake up, all you have to do is wake up and then go right back to bed. Let's not do that. Get serious about Jesus now. I know we've preached it before and we've been really tender, like, guys, could you please read your Bible for like 2.5 seconds? Could you please just flip it open, point, read one, one scripture and you're done? I want to challenge us to like <laughs> get away from that kind of that babyhood stage. I know some of us are newer to Jesus and that's okay. And I, I encourage you, take your time. Learn to know him. Learn to know that Jesus is patient and he's gentle with us. And even I've been in, been with Jesus for a little while now and he's still patient and gentle with me. And when I'm 60, he'll still be that same way. But there comes a point when we got to kind of put our foot down and say, it's time to change. Who am I becoming? If you look on your life and say, what kind of a person am I? Some of you might not like that right now. Me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly thrilled about the person I've become. There's still things I want to sharpen and get a whole lot better at, but I'm really, I'm really loving the, the person that God is, is transforming, transforming me into right now. It's the best version that I think I've ever seen of myself. You don't have to agree thinking like, yeah, I don't really agree, man. I knew you about 10 years ago and you were a lot more fun then. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying it can be that way. Some of you were like, I don't really like myself. I don't like the person that I'm becoming. I don't think God's pleased with me. Um, I don't know what I'm called to do. That's okay. You, you can figure this stuff out, but start doing it now. The excuse of I can do it tomorrow is a piece of trash. Forget about it. Forget about it, whatever. Start doing this now and I promise you guys will be unstoppable. With Jesus, without him, you'll just get wrecked. But we got Jesus on our side and so we can always win. All right, here's my next point. Get an image of who you want to become. Get an image. Not just like, I went on Pinterest and found this picture and I pinned it. I'm not talking about that. Everybody's like, what's Pinterest? <laughs> the image that we want to become should, should look like Jesus. Not a TikTok influencer. Who are they influencing? <laughs> Who are they influencing? Okay, I'm sorry. Most of you guys are like, dude, I love TikTok influencers. Like, the reason I didn't respond to you is because I love TikTok influencers. Okay, um, the image of who you want to become. Not a music artist. Not for girls. Not that pastor's daughter that you see on social media that dresses really inappropriately that you think is she's just so amazing. Look, she posted a picture of her Bible and her being half-dressed. Oh, oh, not the, not the pastor's son that you guys see on social media. He's always like doing those faces and he's got his abs and he's got super short shorts on. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, no one's ever seen that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not talking about those people. I'm not talking about the people that I look up to that are in like the weightlifting scene that look super awesome. They got a Ford Raptor. Oh, such a nice truck. I'm not even talking about those people. <laughs> Get an image of who you want to become. I want to I wanna become more like Jesus all the time. Not somebody who's still trying to figure out who they are. Someone, I want to look like Jesus because he knew who he was. I want to be someone that displays the fruit of the Spirit. Amzie, why are we talking about bananas right now? No, no, no. Uh, 
We're talking about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Someone who displays those characteristics. But I've noticed this, what we see, we will reflect. What you are seeing right now, what you are scrolling and looking, what what you're seeing at school, if you watch news, what you're seeing on that, what you see, you will reflect. Next time you're with a group of friends, just watch them. What do they look like? That's what they're seeing. If all they ever look like is a giant meme all of the time. And I like memes. Who doesn't? But if that's all they look like, that's all they're seeing. But I'm trying to find some Bible shredders that when I... When, I, when I'm around them, I hear, oh, hey, what, what, what book are you on right now? Dude, I'm on the book of uh, uh, second parentheses right now. So I'm like, that's in the Bible? I didn't even know that was in there. The book of exceptions? Where'd that come from? I'm trying to, no, those aren't real books, guys. Everybody's like, where's that at? The Catholic Bible? You know, but um, I'm trying to be around people like that. So when I get around them, they're reflecting what they've been seeing all this time. Not the ones, oh, did you hear? Another school shooting, which I'm not making light of that. It was really bad. But not the people that are just so consumed about all the stuff that's going on in the world that's not producing life at all. What you see, you will reflect. That's why some of us reflect culture, because that's all we're looking at. That's why some of us reflect TikTok videos, because that's all we see. That's why some of us reflect broken lives because that's all that you see in your home if I'm, if I'm in my Bible every day reading about Jesus Amzi what specifically about Jesus just read anything about Jesus and you'll really quickly find out who you're supposed to become but if I'm reading about him I will reflect that if I'm reading and I'm seeing in the Bible joy and peace I'll reflect that. If I'm in the Bible reading and seeing compassion and justice, I'll reflect that. If I'm seeing purpose and a bright future, I'll reflect that. And for those of you that have trouble in your mind, if, I'm, if you're seeing and reading about a calm and well-balanced mind, you'll reflect that. So who are you becoming? Let's look at 2 Corinthians 3, 18. It says, so all of us have had that veil removed Excuse me. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. And we can't do that if we're not looking to the Father all the time for every answer and in every season of our life. Does that make sense? I have one last point, but under that is a couple sub-points. You okay with that? Anybody got a dinner date at Applebee's you got to get to? Okay, it's closed down, thank God. Okay, here's my last point. Be sure that the person you are becoming is honorable to God. Be sure that the person you are becoming is honorable to God. I owe and you owe everything in our life to God to Jesus' sacrifice. So therefore, honor shouldn't be a hard thing to let every single part of my life give God honor. And if that's, 
that's all I ever got from him, that would be enough. Because he's promised us eternity for the ones that have said yes to him. So if, if, if all I ever got out of it was just to honor him, that would be enough. Because I know what I've been saved from. Because I lived, I lived for a little while in a big old mess and I realized what I've been saved from. Some of you don't know and it's okay. I'm glad you didn't have to experience it. You should be thankful that you didn't have to experience it. But the reason to care about who we are becoming is because God deserves it and it honors him. You know, pastor read that story about uh, Father Nash recently and it said, um, I don't remember the whole part on the gravestone, but it said, somebody help me with it. Labored with Fenny, mighty in prayer. I always remember the first part, but I forget the last part. And that's so cool. At the end of someone's life, like, who would this person become? Boom, right there. I would love it if one day, if, if, if a whole bunch of people do come to my funeral one day, I would love it if they said, Amsie's someone who honored God. I would feel like that my life was really something if people said that about me. So I'm gonna show you real quick, and I'm gonna close with these last few points on how to honor God. Number one, honor, I'm gonna go through these kind of quick. Honor God in your actions, in your actions. The way we live our lives can be honorable to God. What is your attitude when you come to a Wednesday night quarry service? Honor God in your actions. What's your attitude when you don't have to, but you're asked to spend time with God? When God says, hit the power button and turn that off, come spend some time with me. What's your attitude? So honor God in your actions. How's your attitude when your parents ask you to do something for them? Y'all, grass season is coming. <laughs> Better get those uh, New Balance specials or the Nike Monarchs, you know, because you, you slip your dad's shoes on or you slip his Crocs on that are just, just absolutely just stained in grass stains. Get ready. Anybody cut grass in here? All right, let's go. Let's go. Get ready. <laughs> Honor God in your actions. <laughs> and if you uh, are wondering if you have to do that, check this out. Colossians 3, 23, out of the Amplified. It says, whatever you do, whatever your task may be, yes, grass cutting, work from the soul. That is, put in your very best effort. And remember, when you're, when you're trimming those, trimming those sidewalks and everything, get them all. Don't skip them because you know Ted's going to come out and say, oh, did you, did you take a break over here? Go back and finish it. Put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men. So honor God in your actions. Number two, honor God through obedience. You know, God is going to ask you to do some things in your life for him. Sometimes it's gonna come with some great feelings and sometimes like, I don't know if I wanna do that. Honor God through obedience. When God asks you to do something, just know it will always be for your benefit. And when you say yes to that thing, you might have a small season where you're obedient in that thing. He's going to show you the next thing in that next season of your life. So every time he asks you to do something, just be obedient. It honors him. Number three, honor God through worship. We just did some of that tonight. Worship isn't just when the girls get up here and sing and Steve's playing with his new haircut, like a beautiful song on the, on the piano tonight. It's not, that's not just worship. Worship is what you do for God how you respond to him, how you love on him. It is when you do this. It is when you sit down and read your Bible. It is when you say, yes, ma'am, instead of shut up, mom. Ooh. All of that, all of that stuff is worship to him. When we show other people Jesus, that's worship to God. So put, 
And so honor God through worship. Put God first. There's something about firsts with God. Put God first in everything that you do. Pray first, read your Bible first. Love people first instead of talking about them. Okay. No, I know y'all love each other. Yeah, yeah, everybody smiled. So happy. All right, here's my last point. Honor God by honoring each other. When you're talking about that person and you feel that little offense rise up that you should have repented for and said sorry and asked God for forgiveness before, honor those people with your words instead of talking about them. I know it feels good. I know it's easy to do, but honor, honor people. Because don't expect them to honor you when you've been slandering them all this time. Maybe they're a better person than you. They might be. Let's look at this, Romans 12, 10, out of the passion. But be devoted to tenderly, everybody like that word tender, tenderly. Tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Listen, y'all, y'all are my family. Like y'all are my family. I, yeah, all of us have earthly families, but y'all are my spiritual family. And I love everybody in this room. I love our church family. Like I'm trying to do life with you guys because I don't have any other choice. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's like someone told me one time, they said, you weren't my first pick. I said, oh, really? Who was your second? Didn't have an answer. But <laughs> be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Listen, this is nice. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Isn't that nice? So this, this is the last thing I want to say tonight. One day, I will have to do this. You'll have to do this. You'll have to give God an account of who you became. Why you are the way that you are. What you accomplished and what you didn't accomplish. And for some people, that's, that's kind of a scary thing to think about. Because maybe you've seen your mom or your dad in their 40s and their 50s. And they still don't know who they are. And that's your example. And you think, well, I don't want to be like that. But they turned out like that, so maybe I will too. That doesn't have to be you. Because right now, you're giving, you're, you're, you've been given the personal responsibility to take what you have heard and do something with it. You control who you become. God's going to tell you who you should be. He's going to point out indicators of giftings and callings and, and, and things that you're really good at that other people aren't. But it's up to you to say yes to those things. You choose who you become. I just encourage you to, even just to, to jump into the Gospels in your Bible in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Just jump in those and, and read about who Jesus is. Who should I become? Do what Jesus did. Be compassionate. Be bold and call things out, but speak the truth in love. Love people always first instead of trying to pick them apart and, and point out the things that are wrong in them. Let's learn to practice the fruit of the Spirit. The, all those things, all those things coming together help us and turn us into the person that, that we are to become. It matters and it's important. There's no off days. I know some of you are like, oh, darn it, I was trying to take this weekend off and do some 
There's no off days. It matters every single day on who you are becoming. So I hope that encouraged you tonight. I hope that has helped you tonight. I hope I didn't just pat you on the butt and send you, send you on your way. I hope it challenged you a little bit to grow up. Hey, I'm trying to grow up all the time. I hope it challenged you to grow up. I always want to be sweet and gentle, but I also want to push you a little bit. Some of you just put my foot in front of you and shove you in the back. Get on going. No, no, I'm just teasing. No, but I, I, I want to challenge you. I don't want you to just come in here. Oh, it's just another Wednesday night. Everything's the same. Anybody's voice sound like that? <laughs> I wasn't trying to call anybody out specifically. But I want us to all grow together. I want us to all get better all the time. I don't want to be like, oh, Gedney boys are just the same as they were last year. When I could have challenged you and said something, hopefully to stir you up a little bit. And you guys are doing great, by the way. Especially you, Keegan. The hair looks great. See you with me? I love you guys. That's the only reason I talk the way I talk. I said to Lacey the other day, I said, um, if I love you, I joke on you, right? Emily, is that true? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so if I'm, if I'm just a little bit hard on you, it's just because I love you. So I'm going to close in prayer, and then I think Emily is going to talk to us for a minute. Lord, we're thankful to get to be in your presence tonight, Lord. Thank you for this time to get to come and learn from you to hear from you and let you shape us and, and, and change us and transform us into looking more like you. Who we are becoming is important to us, Lord. And we know that every day counts and every day matters. Lord, you've never taken an off day with us. And we don't want to take an off day with you. So Holy Spirit, remind us to always guard our heart Holy Spirit, always remind us to, to be conscious of who we are becoming. Every word that we say, every action that we have is shaping us. So we thank you for that reminder, Holy Spirit. And we just thank you for your, your presence that's in here tonight. We thank you that the angels are here to keep us safe in everything that we're doing tonight. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media.